Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 177 of The Body Nerd Show. And on today's episode, I'm talking about bunions, including the different types of bunions and their causes, why bunions aren't just genetic, and how to decrease foot pain without having surgery. Did you know that up to one in three Americans have bunions? And there are a lot of different theories floating around on why you might have them. You may have been told that they're genetic and other people in your family have them. You may have also heard it's because of the shoes you wear. Maybe it's high heels, except you've never worn high heels and you have them. And bunions aren't just a visual or even a structural thing. They're often accompanied with pain. And you might not be able to wear certain types of shoes because of the shape of your foot or the pain that you might have. But genetics and structural issues are only one cause of bunions. So let's talk about it. Because if you have foot pain of any type, there are things that you can do to improve it. Starting with, when is the last time you did a workout that included your toes? There is a video circulating on Instagram right now. You may have seen it if you follow my page, like go to Instagram at Holla of a person. It's like a hand and a foot right next to one another. And the person is like, you know, sticking one finger up and making like the... I don't say the Star Trek sign. I don't think they're doing that, but they're doing all kinds of crazy things with their hand. And then the foot is doing all kinds of crazy things at the same time, like at the same time. I'm just, even as I'm visualizing it, it is bananas. Um, So when I say toe workout or foot workout, I know you might be picturing that video, but I promise you it is not that. (laughs) So let's just plant that seed right there. So are bunions caused by shoes? Are they genetics? Is it high heels? Is it walking too much? Is it joint laxity maybe? Well, according to the research, it's all of the above. And the term bunion comes from the root word bunyo, which means turnip, which also like, why? Why a turnip? I've never had a turnip, but I like, you know, we can always picture a turnip and I feel like Mario Brothers and I think it was like on the, the Nintendo, there were some turnips there. I think those were turnips. The prevalence of Halix valgus is around 2% in populations where people don't wear shoes. And it is much higher in shoe wearing populations. So if you were to say, oh, well, it's obviously the shoes, then that kind of makes sense, except it's not just that. And I want to be totally honest and transparent with you because for my entire professional career, I thought that bunions were purely because of footwear and how you walk and that it was caused by how you were moving, which also means built into that is some blame about something that you did. Now, when I was creating a video to answer a question on social media about bunions and I started looking into the research, I realized that I was wrong. Very, very, very wrong. And I'm sharing this with you because it's so important to be able to look back and admit when you were wrong, but also to be in a place where you are constantly learning. So thank you for allowing me the space to keep on learning and to share that learning with you and to admit that it is not your fault 
about bunions. And I'm sorry if I ever said that. It is so much more complex than that. It depends, like so many things in the body. Uh, and that joint laxity and the footwear and genetics, they all matter. So back to bunions, another term is hallux valgus. And this is when there is that lateral deviation of the great toe. This is a technical way to say it. So basically your big toe goes towards the outside. If you think of a line down the middle of your body, that's when you have anything medial. So if you've heard of like the medial collateral ligament in your knee, it's because it's on the inside. Opposite to medial is lateral. That's towards the outside. So again, if we're thinking of that middle line down the middle of your body, a lateral deviation is going to mean towards the outside. So when your big toe goes outside, um, and also there can be some rotation at the head of the toe bone, that metatarsal head. So there's a couple of different bones and joints that are involved. It's not as simple as just your toe went that way. This also can occur with or without what's called a subluxation, meaning the joint itself is out of place of that first metatarsophalangeal joint. So the big toe knuckle, big toe joint can also be involved and compromised. And like I said, it's not just the toe, right, that there's other components to it. So like I said, the toe goes one direction, perhaps that bone of your big toe, like the actual metatarsal bone itself is also rotated and angled away. Um, There can also be a pronation or collapse of the foot within itself. Um, Also, the metatarsal can be elevated, like all kinds of things can be in all kinds of places, which is why it may be simpler, or we think it's simpler, like, oh, we'll just surgically put everything back where it goes. But just let's put a pin in that. We'll come back to it. So genetic factors that can contribute to the formation of bunions are honestly because of how you learn to move, right? You are watching the people around you and how they move and how they stand. And so you pick that up. So if there is the propensity or the likelihood of more joint laxity and everybody in your family stands with their feet turned out, those factors could contribute to the presence of a bunion. But even with that, there's still structural issues that can also contribute, like calf tightness and a limit of uh, the ability to bend at the ankle or do what's called ankle dorsiflexion when the top of your foot comes up towards your shin. So like being able to squat and to keep your heels down, that's ankle dorsiflexion. If that's limited and the calves are tight, that can also contribute. And also what I like about, and when I say like, I'm saying this sarcastically, you know, you read a study and they'll say, oh, well, if, you know, the person has calf tightness with ankle dorsiflexion that's less than 10 degrees, then they are at a higher risk for having bunions. And it's like, well, yeah, that's true. But also we can't say it's like the chicken and the egg, because if you are walking in a way where your feet are constantly turned out and you are not moving over that big toe joint itself, that's going to, it's like use or lose it. If I'm not using that joint flexibility. I'm not needing that ankle dorsiflexion because I'm kind of bypassing it based on how I'm walking, then I don't need it. And if I don't have it, then it sets you up for other things. So that's also where the ability to just awareness, right? And change how you're standing, change how you're moving can still and always impact how you feel. And then also the big piece of 
bunions and issues with the feet can be related to laxity in the ligaments, so hypermobility. Um, And episode 170 is all about hypermobility. So if you also fall into the camp where my joints do funny things, you're going to want to listen to episode 170 and learn a little bit more. So those are genetic factors, right? If maybe you just are from genes in which your calves typically are tighter and it wasn't ever even related to how you're walking, right? That can be a part of it. And so I also, again, I'm acknowledging that I would love for it to be like so simple. Do this one thing and everything is fixed. Don't do this one thing and you'll never have this problem. But like the body doesn't work that way. It's so much more nuanced and... I want to say complicated, but it's like not complicated. It's just nuanced. We'll leave it at that. So even with all the genetic things to consider, there still are lifestyle factors that can exacerbate or accelerate the formation of bunions. So narrow shoes are a big piece of that. If you look at your shoes, you want to make sure that the toe box, which is where your toes live in the shoe, is foot-shaped. If it is too narrow and kind of smushing your toes all together and all of those toe joints now get loaded in a smushed way as you walk, that can contribute to the formation of bunions. It's not necessarily going to create bunions all on its own, but paired with, again, some joint laxity, you can see how this can start to create the perfect storm. And start to look at the toe boxes of your shoes because so many shoes do not have foot-shaped toes boxes. And I'm so grateful to live in this time right now because barefoot style shoes with that wider, more natural foot box, toe box is going to say, they are so much easier to find. 10 years ago, your options were very limited. If you wanted the Vibram five fingers with, you know, the individual toes and like their own little pocket, you could do that. And that was kind of it. And now there are sandals and dress shoes and tennis shoes and different styles of tennis shoes, not just the neon colored ones boots, water, shoes, like all kinds of things. So as a barefoot shoe wearer and lover, it is a great time for barefoot shoes. Another lifestyle factor is high heels because again, the pressure on the joints while being compressed in a narrow toe box can contribute. And this is also why, you know, ballet dancers or, you know, some other type of job where you have to smush This is a technical term, okay? Smush your toes and then load them with a lot of force can impact this. Notice how I have not said weight because that's all relative. We're talking about the forces that your body and gravity put into your foot and the formation isn't because of body shape. It literally comes down to genetics, lifestyle, and how you're moving. So the thing too about high heels is that just an inch of heel, which is not a lot. If you look at Nike shocks, just go ahead and Google that. Or if you remember Nike shocks, I had this awesome pair. They were like silver with like the shocks were like hot pink magenta. I love them so much. Sprained my ankle about 9,000 times in them. So even that is like almost an inch and that's in a workout shoe, but an inch of heel can increase the pressure on the ball of your foot by about 22%. So 
yes, in our just regular shoes, even just a little bit of a lift changes the mechanics in the rest of your body. Uh, But if you are wearing high heels, that can really impact the amount of force that's being loaded into those joints. And so if you also think of what a bunion actually is, right, the toe is moving laterally, there's some, you know, rotation within the joint itself, and you put your foot into a high heel, that's exactly what's happening. So it's like we brace the foot into that shape and then load it. And so again, along with a number of these other factors, you can start to see, oh, this is how either bunions are formed or maybe the bunion is already there and this is exacerbating. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is, I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus, it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do. You just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. And I wanted to talk about bunions today because they are so common and they are a major source of foot pain. So let's talk about treatment options that don't involve surgery because so many podiatrists and doctors are like, no problem, I'll just repair this for you, which comes with its own host of issues. So number one, shoes with a deep and wide toe box. So a foot-shaped shoe that's going to give your feet the space to breathe. A great website to check out for all kinds of barefoot shoes is anyasreviews.com. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. She has this really great aggregator where you can say what you're looking for and what you want. And then she pulls up all the different shoes for that. My favorite workout shoe, like tennis shoe, kind of casual shoe is from Flux. Um, And I'm telling you, I wear these for walking the dog, all my workouts out and about. Like I love them. They're super comfortable with a very wide toe box, a very flexible sole, no arch support. So it's as close to being barefoot as you can be. But what I like about Flux is that they do have a little bit of cushioning. So you don't have that like absolutely barefoot feel, which can be uncomfortable if you are new to barefoot shoes or you spend a lot of time walking on hard surfaces like concrete or asphalt. The other thing about them is that they're machine washable, which is like a huge plus in my book. So I do have a code for you. It's bodynerd10. And if you head on over to aewellness.com slash flux, F-L-U-X, you can take advantage of that discount. Toe separators are also really great for just foot health in general. But if you do have bunions or the formation of bunions, or you're looking to decrease pain associated with the bunion, toe separators can help to kind of relieve some of that pressure between the toes. Um, And they also just help to restore natural movement of your foot. 
I have yoga toes and I will link to those as well in the description. If you just go to aewellness.com slash gear, um, everything is listed there, including the flux shoes. So you can get those toe stretchers and the flux all in one place. And of course, rolling your feet with a soft and squishy ball can also be really helpful here. So toe separators are great to create space between the toes, but massaging directly underneath the ball of your foot can help to create some more space within that midfoot area, which can get stiff in shoes and footwear. So again, we're just trying to create more natural movement. Um, if you have to wear shoes that are very restrictive, like steel-toed shoes for work or for whatever reason your type of job requires a specific type of footwear, all of this recovery, this mobility work that you do when you get home and you take your shoes off is even more important. So I acknowledge that we can't all be barefoot. We can't all wear barefoot shoes all day. Even if you are on your feet all day, if, again, if you're on concrete, a barefoot shoe might not be the best option for you if that's going to exacerbate pain. So wear what you need to be comfortable and then make sure you get home and do those mobility exercises to improve the health of your foot. And in episode 165, I talk way more about foot pain. So there's another episode to head to right after this one. And I also want to share this from the 2018 book, Core Topics in Foot and Ankle Surgery, which I use for today's episode. Um, here's a line that your podiatrist probably doesn't want you to know, but custom-made orthotics don't play a significant role and at best provide short-term symptomatic relief. So they are a tool to get you out of pain, but they are not a solution to the problem. And that's where exercises, again, mobility work, improving the flexibility of your foot, improving the strength of your foot are so, so, so key. And even when it comes to surgery, like surgery is always an option. And because of the literally so many moving parts with the bunion, there's no one operation or even one style that's like a guaranteed fix so it depends, but definitely talk about it with your healthcare provider. Um, if a surgery is on the table for you, I always encourage people to kind of rule out everything else, including mobility work and spending some time working on mobility work because surgery, orthotics, any of those kind of like, well, we're fixing right where it hurts. If we're not also addressing the compensation patterns and the movement patterns that may have contributed in the first place, then it's more likely that there's going to be more issues down the line. Now, also a question I get about bunions is like, okay, I have a bunion, but can I reverse it? And when it comes to bone growth, like that bone growth is there. So you can't make it magically disappear, but you can manage the pain by changing, like I've said, how you move, the pressures in the foot, the way that pressure is distributed and improving just foot mobility and strength overall. And if the bunion is creating a huge problem, surgery should be considered, absolutely. But like with everything, there's no one magic fix that's gonna wave a wand and fix everything. Now, everything I've talked about applies to bunions on both sides of the foot. So you have your regular, that's so weird, a regular bunion, but you have your first toe joint, your great toe, your big toe bunions. And then also you can get bunions on the outside of the foot, which are referred to as bunionettes or Taylor's bunions. So these are present on the head of your fifth metatarsal. So on the outside of the foot, the fifth long bone of your foot. 
For most people, they're asymptomatic, and it's typically caused through pressures of the shoe, and you can get some calluses, and it can be quite uncomfortable. So again, a shoe that is wider, that fits your foot more comfortably, and working on just cleaning up your movement and mechanics so that your feet and ankles and hips can all move in a way that is more biomechanically efficient is going to be super helpful. So I have a free resource for you with all of my favorite foot pain exercises in one place, and it's called the Foot Pain Fix. It's going to help you rebuild the strength and mobility of your feet. It is five days plus a bonus day of exercises delivered directly to your phone over text. So you can get started right now by heading on over to aewellness.com slash foot pain, all one word, and I'll link to that in the show notes and description as well. And everything, as you know, is always over at aewellness.com slash podcast. So if you're like, Alex, you said so many things, just go to aewellness.com slash podcast and everything is going to be right there for you. So I want to hear from you. What was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? What's like the one thing you're going to start implementing to help with your foot pain? I literally, truly, honestly, I'm dying to know. So take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, send me a DM. I'm at Hala Fermala. You can find me on TikTok at AE Wellness. You can call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can find me on any of those platforms as well. Or you can drop me an email, hello at aewellness.com. And don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, all things podcast related, live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, for reviewing, for sharing. You are awesome and amazing. And I'm so grateful for you. And I literally couldn't do it without you. So thanks for being here. And here's asking better questions, moving more, exercising our toes, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.